Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. We have a great word to share with you today at Destiny Church. Sit back, be encouraged, and let's get into the word. Today is Unashamed, our Roman series, but it's the Thanksgiving edition. See how we did there? That's pretty high-tech stuff, right? So uh, our key verse, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then the Gentiles, for uh, in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith, that first from first to last, as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. We've been doing this now for months on end. That should be getting close to being memorized for you, I hope. That is our key verse for the series in Romans. We are at the end of Romans chapter six. So if you have your Bibles, get to Romans chapter six, beginning at the 15th verse through the end of that chapter, just to verse 23. What then, question mark, shall we sin because we are not under the law? This is a question that Paul has asked us before. And again, we say by no means, not at all. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one to whom you obey? All right, we're going to talk about being a slave a little bit here. Whenever you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. Verse 18, you have been set free from that slavery to sin and have become what? A new type of slave. So the question is not whether or not you're gonna be a slave or a free, you're gonna be slave to either sin or to the word of the Lord. Those are your choices. And thereby producing righteousness, verse 18. Verse number 19, I'll put this in human terms because you are weak in your natural selves. Just as you used to offer parts of your body to slavery, to impurity, I should not have to elaborate on that. You can fill in the blank as to what that might look like in your life. Slavery to impurity and ever increasing wickedness because you know whatever it took to get the high last week, it's a little bit more to get this week and then a little more week after that and the week after that. And I, I see a few heads nodding. The rest of you are either asleep or not paying attention because that's how, that's how slavery to unrighteousness works. <laughs> because it doesn't hurt as bad. I got whipped so many times when I was a kid. I, not whipped or beat, but my mom, oh, God bless her heart, you know. She was, she graduated to the wooden spoon. I don't know if I, I mean, she just had to rattle that little crock pot in the middle of the stove top with those spoons in it. That's all I needed. But then after a while, that, it took more than that. And then it took more than that. And then, and then, then she finally... And, she, and I said, I said, mama didn't hurt. I had built up a, to, I had built up a tolerance. Right, right. You know where that ended. All right, so let's go on. All right, so, so you were slavery to unrighteousness, leading to unholiness. Verse 20, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at the time from the things that you are now ashamed of? Nothing. Those things result in death, verse 22. But now you've been set free from your slavery to sin and it becomes slaves to God. 
The benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. Look at verse 22. You've been set free from what? Your slavery to sin and now have become what? Slaves to God. The benefit you reap is what? It'll lead to holiness. And the thing that holiness does, it results in, underline it, eternal life. For the wages, we know this verse, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. Praise the Lord. Now here, enter, enter thanksgiving. So do you have something that you're thankful for? Oh, you better start thinking quick. <laughs> Chad. I'm thankful that uh, about 20 years ago, I met this guy right here doing a side job. And he asked me to, uh, he didn't ask me, he didn't put church on me or anything like that. He handed me a couple books and said, hey, why don't you read these and some music to listen to. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I am today in my walk. I was uh, raised Catholic and it gave me a really good foundation. And uh, to build upon that foundation, I didn't know that I could read the Bible uh, and understand what was going on. And he's and slowly he's been changing my life more and more and more. And uh, it's not like it happened overnight. But I'm thankful that, that we got this guy right here as our, uh, as wow. our leader. Wow. We should just stop right there. That's what we should do. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right. What are you thankful for, dear? Well, I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful for all of you. I'm thankful that my husband's got a lot of gumption getting this building going, and I'm glad he's out of the house working now. Hallelujah. Thank you, wow. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know, because he's just, he just, that's punishment to him to stay in the house all day and work for an upstairs office. I mean, so hallelujah, he's out running around, and that's a great thing. He's excited again, and he's pumped up, and that makes, I'm very thankful for that. Um, Of course, I'm very thankful that all my children serve the Lord. I'm thankful for my grandchildren. I'm thankful um, that we walk in health and victory in the name of Jesus. And um, I'm thankful I still have a job. Hallelujah. And um, God is so good. And um, so I just praise him. And I'm thankful for each and every one of you. Praise the Lord. All right, Nick. This is a joy of sitting on the front row. All right. I was actually just thinking about this earlier I'll in the week. I'll soundboard for you. Yeah. He's a sound man today. <laughs> um, if you don't know, our soundboard is actually over there by the side of the platform, but Aaron has fixed it so it's actually Wi-Fi'd from this laptop so you can be anywhere in the building and adjust the soundboard from... Anyway, I think that's pretty darn cool. That's what I think. <laughs> All right. Sorry. You were thankful for what? Uh, Aaron, actually. So uh, yeah. Aaron, uh, he, he invited me to go to Friday Night Service back in 2014 at iWorship and... Um, plug me in and I've never looked back. I've enjoyed this church very much and the staff um, that's brought me to a much better relationship with Christ that I'd ran away from in college. So I'm thankful for this body and um, just a fellowship of believers here. Praise the Lord. Thanks, Nick. Anybody else? Front rowers? Nah? David, you're always good for a cry. Come on up here. <laughs> Tell me what you're thankful for, David. You know, not only did he, I'm going to cry. Now. I know, I know. I, I know. On cue. Not only did he save me from addictions and being alone and having lost my kids for years, not even talking to them. Um, he's decided to make me a father to orphans. And, um, and to pastors, uh, a people who, um, a lot of people um, wouldn't answer that call. 
to people in recovery, people who are hurting, and uh, people who feel alone, even in the body of Christ, because there's a lot of us, right? And so I'm just honored that God takes such a mess of a person and um, humbles him and then says, now I want you to go help people. So I'm just super blessed. And my pastor, I mean, from day one, first Friday night service, um, I, and I surrendered and was delivered like that. You've, you've been a blessing to me in this church. And Cheryl, love you guys. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody? Charlie? Charlie's got his hand out for the microphone. I, I told a group of people this uh, last Friday. But, uh, see, I uh, went over to the old church one time, and they had more Lord going on. And I thought, man, I like that guy. So I thanked all the people there to me at where we were Friday that were over there then. I said, guys, I'm glad you took him on as a pastor because it it's been a blessing to me ever since I went to church over there. <laughs> that I just praised God for that, and I thank you. Yeah, Charlie. And I love listening to your words. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right. All right, I got the front row. Anybody else? I feel like Phil Donahue. Anybody old enough remember <laughs> Phil Donahue? I'm thankful for fire starters and wow. growing with this church and meeting so many new people who have blessed my life and my family's life. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Coming through. Coming through. I'm just thankful that, for, I'm thankful the pastors and the, all the staff here in this church. I didn't grow up in this kind of church. I told you what, I grew up a Catholic, so this is just this is what God brought me to, and I'm so thankful. I'm really thankful for Fivefold because it was my dream for 30 years to become an ordained minister, and y'all made it happen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, anybody else? Earlier, when we were all up there praising, I kept thinking and thanking God for trials. I'm thankful for tribulations. I'm thankful for testimony because of that. I'm thankful for the encounter that we get to do here. I'm thankful for victory and triumph. I'm thankful for this church and the bond that we get to have. I'm thankful for all the pastors. And I'm just thankful for the blood, the cross, the Trinity, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the power, the strength, the understanding, and the forgiveness. It's just so overwhelming. Praise the Lord. Stand up. Can I go? I am thankful for all of the women in this church that are so kind to new women who come to this church because I have not always experienced that in the past in church and that is amazing. The way you women in this church are so accepting and gracious to women who come here and that has made me in turn be more gracious and accepting to women who come here since I've been a member. And I am so grateful that God called me to start a women's connect group because I never thought that I had anything to offer to anyone else. I never thought that I could teach someone else. And I'm here to tell you, I have learned so much more from my ladies than I think what they've learned from me. And so I think God had a plan. And I know he had a plan. I don't think he had a plan. He had a plan. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Levi's got something to say. I got too many things to be thankful for, but I'm very thankful for, uh, well, this year we got a house, okay? So I want to thank my mom and dad for helping me out a lot with that. But my brother helped me out so much. He worked for like six months for nothing for me, just on my house all the time. So I'm very thankful for him. I'm thankful for my wife, who is so wise. You guys got to read her Facebook post. She needs to write books. She's super wise. 
And I'm very thankful for all the supporters of Levi Vincent Ministries over the years. All the outreaches we've done couldn't have done it without you guys. You guys, I'm really proud of what you guys have accomplished. And we got a new minivan this year. And I'm thankful for good health. And I'm thankful for Brian Cook because he did so much work at my house and Daryl Mathis. I'm thankful for uh, Tom Hurt for all the work he did on my roof and everything. And I'm thankful for Dave Stowers for all the support he's given me. I'm thankful for all you guys. I love you. Praise the Lord. All right, Ariel. Um, you can turn that up for me there, Nick. I can talk loud. All right. <laughs> um, I'm thankful uh, well, for my husband and my children, but I'm thankful for this church. It's just such a wonderful, I don't know, just the, the culture and the environment that we have here is just so wonderful. I love it. I mean, I've been to a few churches in my life, but there's no place like this. Like this is just, it's a big family. And so I'm thankful to be able to have a family to come and worship with and join together every Sunday and just be able to grow with and uh, experience new things with. So I love you guys. Nice. Thank you. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my kids and I'm thankful for God. Uh, Levi, God sent me Levi 10 years ago and, uh, He's helped me a long way to come along. And uh, he took me to uh, the coldest part of my life. It was a couple of days ago. I got baptized in Lake Springfield. And uh, uh, I freeze. But uh, it's just God is bringing me to places that I never thought I would have been. You know, uh, I was born with a puzzle pieces. And I'm finally 47 years putting those pieces together to find out who I really am and who I am here for God. But Levi, thank you, buddy. You touched me. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? <laughs> well, I have so so many things, so many things to be thankful for. Of course, I have. I thank the Lord for Jesus, for Himself, for my husband, my family. Um, but we have really been pressing in this year and praying for um, my sisters. This is kind of about my sisters today. I have three sisters. Just talk about two of them. My oldest sister, two years ago, um, did a very brave thing. She gave one of her kidneys to her son-in-law. And our family was so excited. One day later, he rejected it. So for two years, he has, has suffered. But this year, just a couple weeks ago, uh, God provided him another live donor, and he's accepted this kidney. Praise so the Lord. it is an answer to prayer. We have prayed a lot. And then my younger sister has faced death twice this year, and we've prayed, and God has done miracles in her life. So Praise God. I'm so thankful. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, just thank you, Carol. My wife, Trump, my wife trumps you. Sorry. I don't know if you guys know about Justin's testimony, but his dad, um, his dad died a few uh, years ago in his cause of death with esophageal cancer. And then, um, has it, was it a year ago, a year and a half ago that Justin was, a year and a half ago, a Justin is uh, unusual, a very young man to be diagnosed with esophageal cancer. Really rare. But anyway, he's gone through it. He's had surgery. He's gone through chemo. He's here 
every Sunday loving on everybody. It was my privilege to get to take care of him. He comes to one of my doctors, and I just love him. And everybody's like, he is the politest person, the politest person. And I just love him, and he's done awesome. And his he's got quite a testimony. He had a scan, and he's clean. Cheryl. Cheryl, let Justin say something. Do you want to say something, Justin? No. So Cheryl wants to say something. I am so thankful for this church. You know, it's not just a church to me, it's a family. I need, there's something I have not told you and Pastor yet, but I've got a regular biological family. And through my whole thing with Justin with cancer, not a one of them ever called to see how he has been doing or anything. The ones that has has been the ones in this church. So I call you my family, not just my friends, but my family. And I'll tell you what, when God brings you an angel, he does. Because he brought this lady here as my angel. Helping me to go through with what we've been going through with Justin. And I thank God so much for him, for Pastor Hanson, because he's been like a father to Justin. Justin lost his father 14 years ago to the Lord. The Lord took him home with him. And Justin has always considered you his second dad because he's always talking about you, always. Wondering how he's doing. You know, and he's just, I don't know. I don't know what I would do without... We love you. ...this family here. And I thank you all. All of you, I thank you so much. And God, I thank you for bringing them into my life. Yeah. Praise the Lord. All right, Carol. What's on your mind? Well, I'm always not the polite one, but I love being here. <laughs> I tell people whatever I think, like right now. So I'm telling Ann, thank you for bringing me to this church and for the she shed that you're going to give me. It's a nice little she shed in her backyard that I keep saying I want. Um, I love Eric and Cheryl. Without their dog, I never would have known them. I mean, I come to church and everything, but the dog really... <laughs> I got to see the inside of the uh, Eric and Cheryl. What? Yes. Oh. yes. Well, it wasn't me, it was him. <laughs> um, anyways, I just, I thank, oh, my son's sitting right here, and he's like, what about me, Mom? <laughs> I love this kid. We call him our number one son. Uh, he's our only son, but it doesn't matter if we had 20, he'd be our number one son. So I'm thankful for my husband, and this, especially, again, this church and my family, and, and Levi, and if I missed you, I'm sorry. And these people over here, and, uh, Levi's parents, actually. <laughs> okay, I talk too much. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Carol. All right, I'm going to work my way to the front now. Lexi. 
Uh, I know you all have probably heard plenty of me this morning, um, but I just wanted to say, especially to the pastors of the church, thank you for letting me lead in the way that I do. Um, I graduated college in May of 2020, and as that final semester, I knew I was coming home, and I didn't think I would have a place to to serve um, because I went to school for what I do every Sunday. I went to school to do that. And it was, you know, and of course going through school, it, like it really, God showed me like, yes, like this is something you're supposed to do. And so when I was kind of preparing to move home, I was heartbroken that I wouldn't have a chance to serve. And it just so happened that a door opened for me and the pastors reached out to me and said, hey, would you be willing to help? Um, and so I have to say, I'm really thankful uh, for them for giving me the opportunity, but also I'm just thankful that you all allow me to serve you. Uh, I don't take what I do lightly. Um, I'm not a part of the staff, um, but I really do take so much, like I know what I do is really important. Leading worship is really important. It's, it's a pastoral role. And I, and I really take that, import, uh, like I know that that is really important. Um, so thank you to all of you who allow me to lead you um, week in and week out. Thank you, Lexi. We love you. We're thankful for you. All right, last one. I just wanted to praise our God that um, in 2007, um, doctors told me I had six months left to live. And then in 2019, they said I had a year left to live. And so I just want to praise God that he, he restores, he delivers, he heals, and just thank him that he's my savior. And, he and all of free. our saviors. Set me free, freedom. All right, I lied. One more. I'm Joe Patty. If you don't know me, if you do know me, I'm still Joe Patty. Um, wow. Wow. But, wow. I'm going to use that. That next is my time. announcement. I like that a lot. And I'm thankful for that. Anyway, uh, for, for some of you know, some don't. My wife has been pretty ill the last few weeks in the hospital. And I was for a week also up there. But the last few weeks, God's really been showing me some things in my heart. And I want to say thank you to, to I, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not trying to brag but me and my wife try to reach out to help people when they need it or to support people with prayer uh, financially. We, we've done things, you know, in the past. But it's really humbling when you're the one who needs something and then people of this church and other people have reached out in ways you, I mean, I can't even begin to list all the ways. And I, I I'm not trying to leave anybody out, but I really want to lift up and thank Bill and Pam because they're leaders of our small group, which is not small. What is there, 30 people in there? <laughs> but they've kind of coordinated the, the information to get out to the church through the website and it kind of organized things. And they've done a whole lot more than that, which I won't get into. But Lexi, you said something during worship and it really touched me that the greatest command is to love God and to love others. Well, you guys have shown love in so many ways and I'm humbled by that, but I'm also thankful that we actually get to be God's hands on the earth. He uses angels, but a lot of times, like somebody said, he uses us as the angel 
I mean, that when there's a need, he, we are blessed to get to be him in other people's lives. So I'm looking forward to when my wife gets home, she's going to be on fire. So watch out. Yeah. Lord, we just lift up Christy right now. Lord, we just pray a blessing on her life and pray, Lord, that you bring healing and strength to her. God, get her out of that hospital room as quickly as possible by your grace. And we just plead the blood of the lamb over her life and ask, Lord, that you bring healing today, right now. When we pray here, you move there in that room. Bless her, Lord, and heal her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I know Kevin needs a healing. Where's Stacy? If you don't know, Stacy's husband, Kevin, needs a, a touch too. Lord, we just pray for Kevin and we just bless him and ask that you would bring healing to his body, Lord. Strength to his legs and his back and just from head to toe, Lord. Every muscle, every joint, every tendon, every organ, clean and healthy and whole and healed by the power of Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Oh, she got something to say. Okay, first of all, I want to thank God for putting me in the path of this church. And when I first came to this church, I didn't realize who the pastor was. And when I saw who he was, it felt like he's been my pastor for many years because I used to watch him on TV. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, God. You and I prayed to God to show me where to go because I don't have the strength and the time to do a, a church search and every Sunday hop and when I do that, I still put up my ties and whatever church I visit, they just get a, like, who is this lady who came and visited and just put all this money in our It's not yours, it's God's. But um, I just thank God for that. And this church family has helped me with the um, what I'm going through with my husband and my family. And I just thank you guys so much. And also, I just thank God that I have a family of kids that love God. Even my grandkids are saying that God and the Holy Spirit is his friend, and he's only four. And so I just thank God for being faithful to us as we're faithful to him. And I also want to thank Carol, the dog trainer, who just came into my life. Um, it's crazy that I knew of her through not only Cheryl, but I have a friend named Cindy that we talk about her all the time and then when I met her it was only it was a divine appointment because I, I told Bill I said someone left their keys and it was her keys I found her keys for her and she came back in and said who found my keys and then we started talking and she was saying some things and I said you're the dog trainer <laughs> and she gave me some information about to look up about my husband and his care and so I'm so excited for what this is doing in my husband and what it's going to do and stay tuned because God is doing something so I just love all you guys we love you too yeah just one more thing I've got the chance to have the microphone a lot today so hallelujah um, <laughs> but actually, uh, Stacy was with us in Guatemala when we got the call from Carol that our dog was, you know, dying. And her and my good friend Ann prayed over my dog and took her into the um, vet. And yeah, they call her the miraculous recovery dog. They all come and look at her when she comes in. So I just thankful because it was prayer, and Stacy prayed with me, and we all prayed and um, <clears throat> got to witness to. 
Yeah. When she gets, when you get home, that dog's going to be wagging his tail. So I thank God for Stacy. She was fun to have in the, on the Guatemala trip. And um, one thing, if you feel like doing something this week, thankful, you know, her hands are very full with the children and taking care of Kevin at home. So if you feel like a gift certificate or some food, you know. And she's homeschooling on top of it. And she's homeschooling. Eric popped over there, you know, he took him Kentucky Fried Chicken. You'll make it easy. That's my motto. But anyway, he's like, they're homeschooling, trying and got doing a great job taking care of Kevin, a lot going on. But if, you know, food prep, you know, when you're feeding children, if there's anything you want to do, order pizza, anything, it would really be a blessing. Yeah, yeah. All right, thank you. I don't need that anymore. Thank you. Thank you, babe. Uh, so this week is the time to let people know that you're thankful for them and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a number one complainer when it comes to something that gripes me, but if you just stop and begin to, to realize all the things that you have, how thankful you should really be, um, and the problems that we have are, are really, they pale in comparison to what God has given us through Jesus. At the end of the day, eternal life is, is the most beautiful thing to be thankful for. Um, in Matthew 25, you have this parable where Jesus says, I was naked and you clothed me. I was hungry and you fed me. And the, the disciples say, when did we see you naked and needing clothes? When did we see you hungry and needing food? And, and he explains to them that that's, if you do it to the least of these, you've done it to me. And he goes, that's how I'm gonna separate the sheep from the goats at the end of time, those who loved me. In verse 41 of Matthew 25, then he said to those on his left, depart from me who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Remember last week I told you that hell is not a place for you. It's not designed for you. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, you didn't come to look after me. So also I will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry and thirsty or stranger needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, verse 45, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for the least of one of these, you did it for me. And this is where we're gonna take just a second here. Then they will go away. And if you look at this scripture, it says into eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So the question is begged, where will you spend eternity? It's not that you become a Christian and now you have eternal life. No, you are destined as a slave to sin to eternal punishment. That's what it says in verse 46. So you are an eternal being. I am living my eternal life right now in Christ. I'm alive in Christ and therefore I will have eternal life. So it's eternal punishment versus eternal life. This is very serious. Eternal in the original language means perpetual, forever, everlasting, with no end. Eternal. Um, A phrase that has become uh, uh, amongst the younger generation who are buying their homes, they have this phrase now, this is our forever home, which means this is the one we've been dreaming of, this is the one we're gonna stay in forever. 
And it, it, that's a decent phrase. You know, it's not a, not a starter home or a transition home. This is our forever home. And when you give your life to Jesus, you have a new forever home. It's a forever home of life, not punishment. The word punishment there means infliction and torment. But the word life is the name of my dog, Zoe, Z-O-E. Down at the groomer, they call her Zoe because they don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Zoe. And that's the same word as our text in Romans 6. Back to our text, Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin, and the word wages means the rations of a soldier. That's what the word means. The rations of a soul. In other words, you're working to get this, re- this reward. So the wages of sin is death. The Lord has nothing to pay you but what you've worked for. You step up and, oh, you lived a life of sin. Here are your wages for what you've done. Being a slave to sin, the wages, the rations of a soldier, of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal, everlasting Zoe, life in Christ Jesus. To be in Christ is to be thankful for eternal life. Can I get an amen? That's it, eternal life. Jesus says, John chapter six, verse 47, I tell you the truth, he who believes in me has what? Everlasting Zoe. Jesus says in John 10, 27, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal Zoe and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. First John 5, 11. And the testimony is this. God has given us eternal Zoe and that Zoe is in his son. So you have a choice. You're going to be a slave. You're either going to be a slave to sin or you're going to be a slave to God. Now, Romans 6.22, which just precedes where we were at, says this, but now that you have been set free from sin and have been slaves to God, the benefit you reap of being a slave to God is holiness. And that holiness has a result, that's eternal Zoe. So the, you can serve the devil, you can serve the Lord. Both You have two bosses. Both of those bosses will give you wages at the end of your life. If you serve the enemy, if you serve the devil, he has nothing to pay you but death because the wages of sin is death. But serving God, a holy life, the gift that he gives us, the gift that he gives us, wait a second, I thought he paid me. I thought you said it was a wage. No, hearken back. I know it was probably several months ago when we were in Romans chapter four, but in Romans chapter four, remember this, verse four. Now, when a man works, his wages are not credited to him as a gift, but as an obligation. That's the devil. Wages, it's an obligation. He has to pay you. However, verse number five, to the man who does not work, but trusts God. So now this is a salvation, not by works. You don't earn this salvation because you live a righteous life. You live a righteous life and God gives you this as a, as a gift of grace. So, however, the man who does not work but trusts God, who justifies uh, the wicked, has his faith is credited to him as righteousness. All right, put up 1 Corinthians slide. If you, if you remember, uh, all the gifts of the Spirit are found in 1 Corinthians chapters 12 and chapters 
of 14. Here, 12, you see, if you've ever studied the gifts of the Spirit, talking about Christmas gifts, right? Because Jesus hung on the Christmas tree called the cross, and under that tree are the gifts. They've already been given. Your name is on it. The only question is whether or not you will open it. When my grandkids are over to my house and they see a package under the tree, I purchase it for them. It's theirs. It's absolutely free. It has their name on it, but they have to open the gift. They have to receive the gift, and they have to open the gift. These gifts are available to you should you so choose. I'm not forcing any of these on you. I'm simply being illustrative of those that are available. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, word of faith, gift of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, diverse kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Those gifts are available. They're under the Christmas tree of the cross of Christ for you. If you first receive the first gift, which is what? The gift of salvation, eternal life. The wage of sin is death, but the but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So what do you want for Christmas? What's the dream gift? Oh, if I could just have a Red Ryder BB gun with a compass in the stock. Uh, I'll shoot my eye out, I'm sure of it. Now the best gift is eternal life with Christ, right? Some people though, they don't see it. They, they rather run the aisles of Target on Black Friday than run to the cross. I said they'd rather run the aisles of Target on a Black Friday than run to the cross. The average American will spend $850 on Christmas this year. Chasing after stuff that is just eventually gonna break. God offers you eternal life. So the challenge is twofold. A, accept it. Go to the foot of the cross, open the best gift ever and be amazed at what he's done for you. And then re-gift it. (laughs) Bow your head with me this morning. Father, we thank you for your mercy seat that it's not a judgment seat, it's not a seat where you sit and you're angry. You've poured out all of your wrath, Lord. And for that, we are so thankful. Lord, thank you for giving us a brand new start right here, right now. Thank you for the cross of Jesus. Yes, all those gifts of the Spirit are awesome. We want all of those. But the gift of God is eternal life. And if you've never accepted that gift, this is the time. Don't wait till Christmas morning. It's a gift that is perpetually given right now, right here for you. It's not about joining a church or dressing a certain way or, or, or any of that. It's just about accepting the gift. It's been presented. All you have to do is receive it. And then for the rest of your life, I've discovered is the event of opening it. Because every time I tear off another piece of paper, I, I find some other piece of goodness underneath there. How awesome how patient he is, how faithful he is. So if you've never accepted, received that free gift. It's awesome. Consider what he has done. 
So I, I don't understand it all, Pastor. I got, I got to read some more. I got to study some more. Well, at the end of the day, you can read as much and study as much as you want, but you're going to have to come to a point where you believe, regardless of whether or not you understand. And so I'm going to choose right now to believe you. I'm going to believe your word. Your word is true. And when you start right there, that the word of God, he speaks right now to you through his word. And he's telling you that the wages of sin are death. But I have a gift for you. It's eternal life, not eternal punishment. So receive that gift today. Well, how, pastor? How do I do that? Well, you open the door of your heart. You know your heart has a door on it. And you decide what or who you're going to let in. Those people that you love, you open the door of your heart, you let them in. And some of them have messed you over. Oh, they hurt you bad. They got inside your heart and they just stomped around with golf shoes on. And you couldn't get them out fast enough. But I'll tell you what, if you open the door of your heart to Jesus, you're going to find you'll never want him to leave. He's so gentle and he's so kind. He's so patient. And he's going to help you. He's going to love you regardless of all your failures. I mean, some of us, big time failures, monumental failures, you'd be embarrassed if they hit the newspapers, if people in your life found out. But God already knows all that stuff and he still loves you. So how do I accept this free gift, Pastor? I just, you just open the door of your heart and you say this, hey, Jesus, come on in. Come on in, come into my life, come into my heart. And you don't even know the full ramifications of what it means to have a house guest stay with you for the rest of your life. Sometimes it's gonna be uncomfortable. Sometimes he's gonna point a few things out. But I tell you, at the end, he does it because he loves you. And for those of you that have served the Lord for some time, you could probably say an amen. And, and occasionally, maybe you've got a little upset at him for pointing out some things in your house that he doesn't like. But at the end of the day, it's actually his house that he's lent to you for 70 or 80 years while you live here. So... Father, we just open the door of our hearts. Tell them that right now. I open the door of my heart to you. Come on in. And if you got to turn some tables over, turn them over. It's okay, Lord. It's okay. I want you in my heart. I want you in my life. I need you speaking to me and helping me and giving me wisdom. You pray that prayer like that from your heart. Say, God, I accept your forgiveness. I receive that gift of salvation and I need your help. I need the Holy Spirit to help me. And he will help you. This church is here to help you. I'm here to help you. Connect group leaders are here to help you. We're not Jesus. Uh, please, we will fail you. This church will fail you. I will fail you. But Jesus will never, ever fail you. Father, I bless this congregation with your name this morning. And as we go, let us go in great faith, having received the gift, the best gift ever. May we walk it out. May we protect that gift. And may we re-gift it as often as we can. In the name of the Father who sent his Son, who died for you under the power of the Holy Spirit to make this the best Thanksgiving ever. And now go in peace. And may the Son of God lead you with the light of his word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If today's message encouraged you, please share it with someone who needs to hear it. Stay up to date with new messages by becoming a subscriber today. 
To find events taking place or to give to Destiny Church, visit us at destiny217.org. At Destiny Church, you can find real, relevant relationships.